we're gonna be talking about five skills your leaders need today. So here we are, five skills um, your leaders need today, and that means you too, okay? And who's a leader? Basically, just about, yeah, yeah, you all, yes, thank you. Okay, raise your hand if you're a leader. All of you, yes, you're all leaders, okay? And, um, and really, the bar's pretty low, you guys, right? Anybody that's looking to you for any kind of guidance makes you a leader, all right? And it's more important today than it's ever, ever been. And, um, and so we all know what table talk is. How many people play cards, right? And table talk is frowned upon. That's like a no-no. But in this environment, table talk is like a real positive. And so anybody have, okay, give me your name. Give me your name. What is it? No, I can't. I want to see it too. Oh, oh. Doesn't have the name tag on. These, these kinds of people will get picked on. Okay, so, so if you if you are looking to get picked on, take your name tag off. Okay, so Ben Ben is otherwise doing very well because he does have pen and paper out, which makes him the table recorder. Gentlemen, check it. Yes, yes. The other Ben also has pen and paper out. Or or. If you have an iPad, that would work as well. I do want a table recorder because we're gonna do a little table talk. Gentlemen at the back, I do wanna pick on you. I am, I, I will, there are seats up here. There are empty seats. If you are leaving early, you may stay back there. I know you're gonna act like you're leaving early. Come join, come join. It's all about the inclusiveness. Come, come up here with us. We would love to see you. No, okay. Um, so, here's, somebody at the table decide they're gonna be a recorder. And if you have paper, great. If not, not. What I want you guys to do is share very quickly because this is the quickest amount of time I've ever done this presentation in, but I, as a good facilitator, you got to get people talking, okay? This is really not about me, it's about you. What are some adjectives that describe your best leader or your worst leader? You all know who this person is, okay? You don't need to name names, right? But I do want you, here's some, I, I just gave you a little help, okay? Humble, caring, honest, kind, thoughtful, brave, smart. Now we get to the negative ones. Arrogant, insensitive, dishonest, oblivious, weak, incompetent. Add to this list. Visionary. All right, let's pack her up. You guys got this. No, just kidding. You don't. You're right. All of those are great, good and negative 
things to talk about leaders. Guess what? For 17 years, I taught an organizational behavior class at IEPY. It was called V366, Managing Behavior in Public Organizations. It was really a ball. I mean, did I do it for too long? Yes. Was I growing my business at the same time? Yes. But it got me to be in rooms like this, right? It got me really comfortable being up here just talking, 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 which sometimes can be, you know, boring, boring, boring. And what I learned is first day of class every single time, we have a moment like this. Talk about your best manager, talk about your worst manager. Everybody has that person, okay? What do you want to be? You want to be a good guy. You want to be a good guy or gal, right? You want to be that person that's like, they're amazing. And now more than ever. So this is the why about me. Why am I up here? Why do I care about this? What do I care about? I've been an organizational freak since 1991. So I got my master's in industrial organizational psychology, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to study the connection between people being happy at work and being productive at work. At the time, we called that uh, employee satisfaction. Okay, there were not a ton of companies doing that in Indy in 1991, I will tell you that much. But Shepard Portman Communications Company, a printing company, was hired me while I was still in grad school to start helping them track um, employee satisfaction and help make it better. So I was, I was pretty lucky, right? Um, then I decided, hey, what I really want to do is not work in-house. I want to like do my own gig, so I start my own business. And um, along the way, and late in the game, I discover StrengthFinder 2.0. And how did I discover this book? Does anybody know this book, StrengthFinder 2.0? So, you guys, it was in that best-selling area of the Barnes & Noble for so long. This is not a new book. It's 2005. It was a, uh, a bestseller for more than seven years, and I was so annoyed by it. Annoyed. Because I knew, as somebody with you know, a research background, that there were no good personality assessments out there. And the only thing that organizations did with them was, and I wouldn't say only thing, but primarily what I saw as a consultant and what I had seen firsthand is, oh, we want to know your personality because we want to pigeonhole you. Okay, so we take it real quick, take it so that I can, then it's like, oh, okay, that's who you are. And there, go sit in the corner now. Okay, because I, I've got it. I got it in my head. All right, thanks so much. I saw organizations misuse personality assessments. So I was very skeptical. I mean, more than that, okay? But I finally break down. And I, I give money and actually pay for the book and actually take the assessment in the back. But why? Because I'm gonna debunk it, this bestseller, and I'm gonna clarify to all my students and to my the people that I'm working with, my, my clients, my customers. This is dangerous, this is a dangerous tool. So I take it and of course it nailed me. Incredibly so, like to a T, things I didn't even want to admit about myself. My number one, my number one strength, if you're familiar, you get five strengths from the assessment. Competition, I, I was horrified. I'm a nice woman, people like me. 
what are they saying? And then I read the definition, which of course, guys, I get it. You're saying, is she an idiot? Of course we all want to be competitive. Women kind of don't. There's a, there's a little thing going on there with women kind of hating other women that are competitive. And so I was like, no, but I'm so loved, right? And of course I read the definition, I was like, oh, oh, it means I'm always judging, I know exactly where I stand, and I'm measuring, that's me, right? I had said, I don't care, I'm, I'm an HR person, I just care about people being happy. No, I really want me to be happy, okay? And I had not accepted that part of my personality, and so I was kind of disenfranchised from myself, right? My first book, up here, Unstuck at Last, is really about that. Discover your strengths and get unstuck. What do, you, what do you kind of know about yourself but you don't want to admit? And if you're not really using it, then how can it be a strength, right? That's what I experienced myself. So I author that book. I, I end up getting training through Gallup, the company that owns Strength Finder 2.0. Very late to the Strength Finder 2.0 game, late to the Clifton Strengths Assessment bandwagon, but early to getting certified. So I was one of the first seven people in the world, actually, to get certified by Gallup. So there's seven of us that just, Gallup did not know what they were doing. And it was, to say it was a risk is putting it mildly, but it all worked out, okay? Um, then in 2019, I write Fresh Leadership. And why? Because I realized my, my students do keep saying, I really wish my manager could take this class. And I get that there's a fraction of those people that just were trying to sweet talk me into a better grade. I'm not that stupid. But I also thought, there's something to this, right? What is it? What is it that I would teach if I didn't have this silly textbook, right? What is it that all of these people need to know? And that is where FRESH came from, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. FRESH is an acronym. We're going to go through the FRESH acronym and talk about why is it relevant in 2023. Here's the acronym, F, feedback. We'll talk about what that is, but more is more, okay? R is rewards. What's the old way we used to think about rewards? Money. There's a new way to think about it. We'll talk about that. E is engagement. The old... Employee satisfaction is now engagement. If you're not measuring it, you're dead in the water. How many people here, their organization marry, marries, measures employee engagement? Hurrah for you. Good job. S, service. Leaders are about serving other people, not about you. H, human connection. Gotta be real, people, gotta be real today more than ever. So that's what we're gonna be talking about. So does everybody, that I, I don't wanna age myself, but I think we can, we can say that there are some old rules of the past and they were unwritten rules. And, and sometimes we learn these either from our first boss or from our parents, right? So one of them is, come in before the boss and leave after the boss. How many people have heard that rule, right? If you're still living by it, good luck to you, okay? That's a, that's a tough one to live by right now, right? We don't know. We don't know, okay? So here are some other ones. 
Forks and bench be fun. That's what they call it. Okay, remember that one? Masculinity and leadership are synonymous. You need to be, you know, like a guy. Like that's what's really important, to be like a guy. So lucky most of you, okay? <laughs> leaders, <laughs> leaders are strong and invincible. Yes, I can do it, right? And so you just think about the, uh, right? I'm, I, there's no vulnerability to me. Weaknesses and emotions really need to be hidden at all costs. In 1991, when I joined the workforce, there were you know, movies about women going to the bathroom to cry, right? And not that I really want people crying at work, but talking about emotions and being obvious about we're all dealing with something, right, is very 2023. Diversity is aspired to, but it, it doesn't really happen. It would be great. Right. And, and, you know, it's just kind of a fluffy thing. Right. No. And then the come in before the boss and leave after the boss dictates your working hours if you want to get ahead. OK. So how many people agree that these are kind of the unwritten past working rules? Do you think they still hold up? No. So what do we really want? These are the unwritten needs of work present, okay? These aren't written down anywhere. Well, <laughs> I don't know. If you're checking Twitter, they might be. But, um, but they're really important. So, and they, they, they're the flip of many of these. Work should be meaningful and fun. Anybody heard that recently? Yeah. Listening skills, who, what, what table had the good listening? Nice work. And other traditionally feminine traits are central to being an effective leader, right? Empathy, right? Do we still, in 2023, do we still associate women with being more empathic than men? Most of us do, right? And I hate to extend, you know, sexist ideas, but yes. Leaders need to be authentic. Okay, so what does authentic leadership mean? Who are you? Who are you really? Leaders need to understand the emotional components of work, right? We're not just drones, right? We actually have lots of feelings about the work that we're doing. Diversity is a necessity. Why? What comes from diversity? Do we want everybody at work to have the exact same background? Do we want everybody at work to have the exact same education? Do we want everybody at work to be of the same age group? No. Why? Because you're not making good decisions. Diversity of thought is what makes good decisions. How do we know this? Well, we know from lots of ways, but from research, Google is the company that can spend money on anything. It has, you know, brilliant people, and they still find some of their groups are more high performing than others. And how did they distinguish what was the kind of special sauce of those groups? The special sauce was lots of differences, but they're all listened to. They all get to weigh in. Okay? That's pretty critical. And that's why diversity of thought, but also feeling like you can add, you have a seat at the table and a voice at the table, is so critical. Okay? 
And then outcomes, not FaceTime, is what matters. It's a hard one, right? It's like, how much is this person working? Well, we gotta see, what are they getting done? So, unwritten needs of work present. People mostly agree with these, yeah? Okay, so, oh, I'm sorry, we can't forget that one. Leaders need to model a work-life balance, right? Kind of the old way to think about leadership was they're so, uh, work is their life. They just love it so much, it's all they do. It's all they talk about, it's all they think about, right? No, really, honestly, that makes you unrelatable, right? So you gotta have a life. You, got, you gotta have other things you're passionate about other than work, or people are like, wow, that, that person is just a one later. They got nothing else on their mind. They got nothing else thinking about, and I can't relate to them because I got multiple things. I got multiple irons in my fire, multiple things that I'm excited about, that I'm passionate about, right? And that makes me human. Okay, so we're gonna start the acronym. Number one, feedback. Guess what? Leaders who gave honest feedback were rated five times more effective than those who did not. Right? And, and sometimes we're like, ooh, no, I can't be honest, right? Because that's gonna be kind of negative, maybe. People actually can have, have a sense for that, can smell it, can sniff it out. They want your honesty. But how do they want it? They want it only if they trust you. What happens when you get negative feedback from somebody that you don't trust? I don't care and I just, I, I know that you just don't like me. And so why would I listen to your, your criticism of me? Because Jason, I just feel like you and I have never really gotten along. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, um, yeah, because that, you remember that other time when you were really critical with me and everybody else really liked it. And then you did that thing that I thought was a little bit underhanded and went to somebody else and said something about me. And so now when you talk, I just go, okay, yeah, right? I don't pay attention. I don't listen. I don't take it in because now I've shut him out. He doesn't care about my best interests. He's not, he's not constructively criticizing me. He's trying to tear me down. The only time we want to accept constructive criticism is when somebody is in your corner, right? When I say, I know Jason would never ever say anything that would kind of be upsetting to me, and this is a little bit upsetting because I thought the presentation went okay and he didn't really like it, but I have to say that he had some good points. And Jason, because we are friends, because Jason cares about me, he cares about my career, he cares about me getting better, would not share this with me. In such a serious, you know, kind of straightforward manner, unless he wanted me to get better. So, so thank you, I, you're right, I'm sorry, that, that there were a couple things that I did that weren't quite what they need to be. So I appreciate you letting me know. I'm gonna really work on that, right? Because I trust him. Employees who receive positive feedback are 30 times more likely to be engaged, right? Than no feedback. No feedback's the worst, right? You're in a vacuum. You're scared. Do they like me? Do they not like me? 
No news is good news. Remember that old saying? Bang. No. Why? Because I can post a picture of a kitten on Instagram and the world will go crazy. Right? Oh, Sarah, you're darling with that kitten. That kitten is adorable. You know, heart, 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 heart. Right? We, get, we can get immediate gratification someplace. Right? So if I've just handed in a big work project to you and you don't want to give me any feedback, well, that's kind of weird, right? Why? You hate it. Oh, I don't want to no, I just forgot. It's fine, it's good, it's okay. No, I need more than that. So don't delay giving feedback. Lack of information breeds uncertainty, okay? And anxiety. I don't know. How, I, I, I don't know how he felt about it. I don't know. They, they didn't really say. It. I, I, I mean, I said it yesterday. I kind of thought they'd know. I'd know something by today, but they haven't said anything, so I'm nervous. Right? Does that make me loyal? Does that make me happy? Does that make me think I don't want to look for another job? <laughs> right? No. So increase your communication. Maybe keep up, but guess what? Really, what my, my recommendation here is more is almost always more, okay? Unless you're worried about being a micromanager, more is more. Rewards. So, we know you gotta pay people. You're aware of that, right? Right. So, we're talking about that, but we're also talking about lots of other things, and we also know that one size does not fit all, okay? That different rewards mean different things to different people. And you need to be aware of what really fills the cup of the people that are working on your team. And there are honestly, there are great little surveys out there. And if you contact me, I'll give you one that you can send out to everybody, right? And just say, down to what's your favorite coffee from Starbucks? Okay, I mean, you need to know that about your team so that you can come in and be like, yeah, I'm proud of this group. Everyone gets a latte, right? Or I don't care what it is, a scone or, you know, but honestly, you guys praising people with food, it's about as easy as it gets, right? But it shows you care. There's something about being nourished by our leaders that fills us up. Oh, that was, oh wow, did you really stop and get that? That's so sweet. And then you personalize it. Oh my gosh, that, you're right, that is my favorite drink. That's so sweet, right? It fills us up. So giving the appropriate award to the right person shows a leader's appreciation and true understanding, right? It's their awareness and familiarity with his or her team. So if you think, oh yeah, I just got everybody um, movie tickets, right? Or <laughs> the new days where we can watch movies again. Uh, it doesn't work. But, but for your huge movie buff, right, that loves to go to Brewflix and you know they want to take their whole family to Avatar, that does fill them up. Tapping into intrinsic rewards, the things that are internal, extrinsic, is pay and benefits, right? The things that are written down when you sign a contract. Intrinsic is the things that get me up in the morning, right? That fill my cup and make me excited and feel appreciated. In my world, it's also connected to your strengths. 
So if you know somebody's strengths, you know how to fill them up internally, right? Yeah. I just wanted to ask, I'm all of, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely saying that. My question would be, do you have tools or suggestions for tools? I think most of us here deal with distributed teams on the bubble. As far as keeping them, I, I want to do this, but I find it very challenging. Yeah, no, wonderful question. So it still is about connection and communication, okay? And, um, and so one of the, the things I'm gonna pedal uh, after, after the presentation is fresh leadership, okay? And so having all of your people and or your leaders, right, read this, at the end of every chapter, there are leader self-examination questions and group discussion questions. So you start taking this back to people so that you can do it in a, in a bigger scope, right? But it's, it's all about people need to know people, right? And, and that takes time, that takes energy. You need to ask people how they're feeling. You need to get, take, carve out time and do some of these exercises, right? That, that, and, and once again, start coming together like we are, right? This is one of the highest um, attendance rates, right? People are ready. People are ready to rub shoulders again, and we actually miss human beings. Great question. So, 2023 update. Intrinsic rewards. Feeling satisfied, capable, appreciated, having autonomy, investing in employees' development, and promoting social interaction. Okay? So part, and, and you can tell that this group is already trying to do all of that, right? That's why, you know, you're gonna go to, you know, bowling and, and March Madness and have social interaction. That with, is what builds connection and loyalty to your team because you know people on a different level and you know they really care about more than just your work product. Engagement. So we already saw, many of you are tracking this. For those of you that aren't and think, oh, but Sarah, that's really just for Fortune 500 companies. I will say to you, it is not. And it's not that expensive, right? Gallup has a tool that tracks engagement. It's only 12 items. It's called the Q12. Um, it's important. You need to know, and you need to be working on it. So, measuring employee engagement is just important as chicken cash flow or customer satisfaction. Gotta know. You can't just, oh, well, we kind of have a sense around here. No, 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 and no. You need a number. Okay? <coughs> you need to know, is, is this your better or worse? Right? Only 33% of the workforce is engaged. No lie. And it's decreasing, ladies and gentlemen, decreasing, okay? So this is the first year Gallup has ever found that um, the, the state of employee engagement is on the decline. And what does that mean? I mean, that's a, that's a scary number in and of itself, but then to think, okay, we've got two-thirds of the workforce that is either not engaged or actively disengaged. What is that actively disengaged person doing? Hurting your organization. Okay, they're causing trouble, they're stirring the pot, they're chatting with other people and saying, oh, this place, it's awful. You know what I mean, right? You know what I mean, horrible. So 
that is real in you know so a, a, another metaphor or just a way to think about it is you got three people walking into work and the actively engaged person comes in let's say they're having a little mcdonald's on the way in maybe a little something healthier panera and they you know throw their their trash in the bin and walk on into work they're engaged the not engaged person walks into work and sees a little trash as they're eating their Panera. Oh, um, well, the guy, you know, the, the, the sanitary person, they don't, they don't that. that's too bad, that's gross, yuck. The actively disengaged person, they, they take their Panera McDonald's bag and they toss it, oh shoot, it didn't make it, okay, fine, right? They're, they don't do anything extra or even pick up their trash right they cause harm they say oh i don't care all right you don't want that person employed you want to in fact you want to get them out you you want to find make them happy and find them a better place to be so what can you do to dramatically increase employee engagement you can follow up you can talk to people right you can give feedback you can measure engagement and try to make changes but the number one thing number one thing is hire good managers, hire people that care, hire people that aren't just proficient at their job, but that can connect with human beings, that care about people, they want to lead. That's a key too, right? So don't bury your head in the sand, everybody, okay? No news is not good news. You gotta measure, okay? and. Um, please reach out if you want a little thought about how to do that. Service. So how many people are familiar with the term servant leadership? Everyone, right? <coughs> Don't stop listening to me because I use that term, okay? You still keep your ears open. Yes, servant leadership is not the practice of just catering to the whims of your team, okay? And there, I don't know why that perception is out there, but it is. And so I did not very intentionally name this servant leadership. I named it service. Because guess what? The old way to think about things was a manager or leader would say, and what have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's flipped. If you're a good leader, you're serving somebody else. Somebody's saying, oh, yeah. I mean, and then, you know, they're really thinking about my development. And, and so, you know, yeah, no, my, my, my manager has all these really exciting ideas for my career. And it's like, I, it's almost intimidating, but it's also exciting. I don't know. I, it just has my, my mind going, right? You need to be thinking about them, right? Five minutes? Oh, come on. So. Uh, servant leadership is consistent with stewardship and you got to delight, develop, and respect your team. What is the update? Um, grow their natural talents. Okay, that's a little plug for the work I do. Offer them training. Show your commitment to their development. That's how you serve as a leader. Okay? Last one, H, human connection. I'm not, I don't want frailty. But vulnerability is actually okay. How do you show vulnerability? You apologize. How many people have apologized lately? Do it, do it more. 
model a desirable work-life balance. This is a tough one, but very important. Discuss failures. Epic fail here, epic fail. Let me tell everybody about it, right? You're not invincible, but you're still a leader. And, and how did you work your way back from that epic fail? Ask for help. How many people hate asking for help at work? Indeed, most of us, right? Oh no, oh, I got it, I got it. <laughs> I'm serious, I, I got it. Okay, but no, I do need a little help, right? Show emotions, no Vulcans allowed, right? We all remember that from Star Trek. Dr. Spock had no emotions. Don't do that, right? You, you, you really, you know, I don't, I don't need a lot of tears of work, but I do need people in ex at least explaining their emotions. I am really tired today and frustrated because X. I am not feeling good about this project and I'm kind of disappointed. Explain your emotions. You don't need to display them, but you can explain them. So being human and understanding is really real today. Why? Because we just got done with two very stressful years and it has flipped the way people want to relate to you. They, now that they can see your kitchen or, you know, people walking through your living room, they want to know more about the real you. So you got to add that into the mix. You need to be human. So what's one thing you learned today? If there was more time, can I? Okay, thanks. So uh, I want your tables to go back. <laughs> and say uh, either one thing you learned, right, or something you're actually the, uh, a favorite, right? What's, what's one, one nugget, one nugget? That's all I'm asking for. One thing. You have 30 seconds. So I'm going to put it on my app. Essentially, so like I need to go So, ideas. What, what came out of this table? Anything fun? Um, more appreciation, rewards throughout the year. Maybe not just sort of waiting until a certain time, but throughout. <laughs> yes, and expand your brain about what real rewards are. Right? It's not just the bonus, although. If you take that away, everyone will leave. <laughs> uh, it's, it's other things, too. Anything from this team? Uh, regarding service, uh, we said that everybody is a customer. Employees, customers, so treating everybody you know, with respect. Yeah. With love that. Love that. Anything from here? Um, well, there was talk about uh, rewards, uh, that different people have different uh, rewards that they what, like. Yeah, uh, things that they want. Great. What about your? Satisfied. Our one thing we learned today was the positive feedback equals 30x. Yeah, so positive feedback, you're 30 times more likely to be engaged. Something from here. The explaining emotion, you're displaying emotions. A lot of team members display them and they explain them. Yeah, I like that. Good. Okay. Uh, did everyone hear that? Explaining versus, okay, yeah. Um, Remember to be more frequent with praises and recognition. Yeah. and know your team and what their needs are. Great, love it. And remember, you can contact me and get a, a fun little um, mini survey. Anything here? Yeah. Is that what you were doing? No. For, no, uh, for us, it, uh, because uh, we specifically talked about distributed teams, uh, the uh, extra 
effort piece go into that human connection, not only between a leader and a team, but just between the team members and what that looks like when you've got people in different countries and different continents with different cultures. Right, different cultures, different time zones, right? But it still means you gotta come together somehow. And you, you need to make, an ex it's sometimes an extraordinary effort, right? Anything back here of you guys? So we talked about the engagement, uh, but really what is actively disengaged in moving those people forward, or if you have to, you'll let them right? Yeah, yeah. Did we get anything from here? Um, it was the reminder uh, of the importance of uh, feedback, but especially with uh, the fact that a lot of us are remote, and making sure that we try to do that connection and the feedback, uh, how critical it is yeah. now more than ever. Yeah, the, the remote work makes the whole feedback piece of fresh a big challenge. And guess what? Eight out of 10 people are working either remotely or at some hybrid level, right? And that's not just IT, right? That's everybody. So you guys are probably even higher than that. All right, that's all I really have. I wanted you to set an achievable goal, but I don't, I really appreciate you all listening, talking, and I hope you got something out of it. I'll stick around if you want to talk about the Fresh Leadership Bun. Thanks. <laughs>